And ladies and gentlemen, we are live. It is January 3rd of 2022. That is right. We have made it another trip around the sun Yay. all in one piece. Uh, uh, Uncle COVID has uh, continued to come by, visit, and spend time with all of us. But for the three of us, we are here. We are live. And we are kicking off 2022 with a great show for you guys. It's already We've already had quite the week. Uh, since we last spoke, but uh, we will get to that here shortly. As <laughs> always, my name is Sean Phillips, and I am joined alongside my two co-hosts, Mr. Andy Van Beber and Travis Kirkendall. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Fantastic. I just want to apologize up front for all of our podcast listeners about the uh, sound error last week. We have fixed that, and uh, but thank you all for continuing to listen to us. And it's always good to see Travis Kirkendall, that handsome man right there. Sir, I am back full time. And you're it's good. So this is the live. So the, now we're in. Is this the living room in the apartment that we're seeing here? Yeah, this is the living room slash my kitchen's right here. And give us the update uh, about what's going to be happening this week. Uh, close on our home Wednesday, and then start Exciting. moving in and get out of the uh, totalitarian. Uh, city of Chicago. <laughs> I'm so excited for you guys. It's it is a. I tell you what, it's a whirlwind when you do it, and it'll you know take it some is. getting used to after you know. But I tell you what, it's it's fantastic that you're doing. It. I'm so happy for you. That's great. Oh, we're we are so excited, really. And I'll have a legitimate uh, studio set up, so no more like the headphones or you know, the phone. It'll be. Nice. Yeah, that, Looking forward to getting all that built up. Yep. I'm my my uh, one of my buddies came over. He was uh, well, actually, is my brother-in-law. He was ho he was over here and during the holidays, and he's looking around. He's like, "Man, why don't you put your podcast studio up in your loft in your in your garage?" I'm like, "Yeah, it gets cold out there in the winter and hot in the summertime, and the air conditioner can only do so much." Yeah. So. Yeah, that's one of the funny things about like, you know, you'd think in a perfect world, um, a garage would be a, a good setup. But then, you know, the more you kind of deep dive into it, the acoustics and the oh, uh, yeah. and and the weather regulation and what what dropping temperatures can do to electronics. Yes. is not necessarily yep. the, the yep. best thing. So, well, guys, um, before we kind of deep dive into everything that we're going to talk about, um how was everyone's weekend? How was your guys' New Year? Did you guys do anything fun? For us, we, we stayed in. Uh, it was really low brow. I, I can say Tony, Julian, and I did a ton of travel um, in the crazy you know Midwest winter that we are finally now getting. I'm sure that, uh, as you guys have kind of seen across some of these Midwestern states, a little bit of snow is, is rolling right on in. So it was... New Year's family Christmas with my family down in uh, the Pike County area. And then we trekked across the state to Kansas City for Christmas with Tony's family and then back up city. So it was quite the weekend. Lots of stimulation, not of a, a break, um, of a rest and relaxation. But uh, nonetheless, and now those are kind of getting back into session. It's back at a full swing for me. So how about you guys? Yeah, I mean... I don't, I, I don't think I, we stayed up last year and this 2020, we stayed up. Uh, but this year I was like, Bryson's like, we're going to, he was like 11, 15. I thought he was going to stay up and we were playing video games. He's like, dad, I can't hang. And I was like, well, you're a big man for saying that. <laughs> he said, I'm going to bed. Happy new yeah. year. And I was like, That's funny. and I didn't even watch, I didn't even watch the ball drop or anything like that. So, oh Yeah. I, yeah, no, I we, even, were, were I'll people be even honest, I forgot about it. I didn't even, did, were, how big was the crowd in New York? I didn't even see how big the I crowd was. I think they was. said they limited it to like 15,000. Yeah, they Are limited it, but it still looks pretty, pretty cool. Well, when you think about it, like 15,000, like that's a ton of people <laughs> when you think about well, it. Yeah, like that's for a, New that's York a City, I mean, when that, show that's, and, and some. Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't think that that would be that much for. Right, no. For for New York City, I mean, I just, I don't know. But, of course, that's just me, yeah, though, too. it's no. quite the... Uh, I wouldn't yeah, have but wanted those, to be those, there. Those, it was pretty... Uh. 
kind of cringe those, those big cities you know it just they got to make it make sense like you limit to 15,000 there but then you have <laughs> met like everybody else is just packed <laughs> to the brims with you know every but hey it's an out so i don't know i i at the end of the day um you know I'm I'm done trying to make sense of everything. Oh. I'm just kind of going with the flow, rolling with the punches. I know. One day, one day at a time. One, so. one of my four, four and students. And speaking it, of individuals oh. that are making it, go ahead. No, no, go. go I was going to say ahead. my for, one of my former students who's uh she she works as a she's a aide in the um, ER down in one of the hospitals down in, in St. Louis, and she just posted on on uh, Snapchat a while ago. It said, it said, if you don't, if you don't give a damn, the CDC doesn't give up. So I was like, well said, well put. So. One way of putting it. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So. Well, what I was going to say is, is speaking of people just kind of, you know, making it up as they go along, uh, <laughs> those people that follow the NFL, oh, we had, uh, there was, there was quite the, quite the turn of events um, that took place. So. For those that do follow the NFL, I'm sure you guys saw it in the headlines. For those of you that do not, uh, there is an individual, uh, a wide receiver for the Bay Buccaneers um, named Antonio Brown that seemed to kind of have a bit of over uh, the course of this past weekend. I'm, I'm sure V. Uh, we're showing the video as the, you're talking, Sean. For our viewers. Yeah, we're showing it as you're talking. Go ahead. Yeah, so... It it was one of those like kind of crazy things where up until we hear it directly from the horse's mouth, we're not gonna know what the exact situation was that caused uh, AB to kind of you know just dip in the middle of a game, uh, a game that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ended up back winning. Winning the way. Um, there was some suspicion that you know online talking about how he was upset about potential bonus money that he wasn't going to earn that is kind of been debunked um so i'm not sure if it just came down discrepancy between him and the coaches stuff like this though is not new to ab um antonio brown after being in the league for you know i think it was what six or seven years he- Yes. Pretty much without it, then it all just kind of started rumbling down. So it was like 2019, uh, 2018, when things just kind of got like hectic for him. Um, I'd lots say. of different allegations. Um, some of his quite quite the list of different things bouncing around different teams. So. Some of the so some of the stuff that I so I did a little research on Antonio today, just about his NFL history. And, uh, of course, Sean, you know, his longest stint was in, uh, uh, Phil or, uh, Pittsburgh. And he, he spent, mm. he spent seven years. So seven seasons, he had went to, um, central Michigan is where he went to college. And I look in some of my research, I looked up his, like his player profile, uh, picture in, in uh at central michigan and he and he he was smiling he had his bottom row of teeth he had his bottom row of teeth are all gold and he was just like gritting his teeth and i was like wow good job pal way to go you're you know but yeah what you know so i'm trying to find so his stint then after so his seventh year with the steelers he did a no-no when he did a Facebook Live and a, and a post-game speech. I'm believing this was with Pittsburgh or Los Angeles. I can't remember which one it was. But he did a Facebook Live in a um, in a uh, in a post in a post-game speech by the coach, which you're not supposed to do. And so then he the, so then he goes to the Raiders and the Raiders, you know put up with this crap i don't even think he i'm pretty sure that he did not play a regular season game with the raiders at all and then from the raiders then the raiders then (coughs) he went to new england where he played one game with new england and he was dealing bill belichick you know how bill belichick is i'm not going to put up with his crap and that's that and uh and then from there he goes on so then he doesn't play he goes a year without playing 
and then uh, he does. Then he then at Tampa Bay last or two years ago, Tampa Bay had lost, and Sean, I don't even remember this guy's name, but they had had a stud receiver that was there with Tom Brady. He got hurt, and it was a season ending. And he told Bruce Arians, "Hey, I need AB." You bring in AB, and he said, "Well, you know, I can do whatever you want. We will we'll make it work." They win the Super Bowl last year, and AB gets a million dollar. He gets a million dollar. You talked about bonuses a while ago, Sean. He gets a million dollar mm-hmm. bonus last year for going to the Super Bowl, and then he was due. Uh, now, why? I don't think he was upset about this, but the reports are true. He was, if he received. 80 more, it was 85 more yard receiving yards and one more touchdown. He was going to get a $330,000 bonus. Um, but according to what Bruce Arians, the coach for the uh, Buccane- Buccaneers said in a press conference today, said, hey, we went over and we tried to talk him into going. He said, well, he said, I, my ankle's not fully healed and I, I still think my ankle hurts and everything. And the team doctors were like, no, we cleared him. He's good. He's, you know, so whatever it was, mm-hmm. you know. And then today, I kind of got upset today, I think, with with what some of these, with what some of these, you know, people are, you know, making all the, tossing the crazy word around. Oh, he's just crazy. And he's, I'm just like, and people in the mental health community are wigging out. And I mean, Terry, like for example, Terry Bradshaw made. Well, Terry Bradshaw was in need of mental help anyway. But Terry Bradshaw, after you know, they said they, Terry Bradshaw said I was watching the Fox Post game report yesterday, and he said something along the lines of they need to lock that guy up in a straitjacket and take him to the mental hospital or something like that. And you know, I was just like, uh, you know, let's let this you know kind of play out. And then CBS, I thought had a little bit more tasteful because I had the. I had two screens going, and I was geeking out over the whole thing. I want to see, and then, of course, ESPN didn't really say anything. So, yeah, well, Terry Bradshaw is known for talking out of his ass, um, and has been very good at it for the last couple of years. <laughs> How that guy has maintained a job with right. Fox is—he knows something about someone. Yeah, in the higher ups, like somebody, it's, somebody, it's, in the, somebody at Fox slept with his daughter or something. I don't know. I, I, I think he knows someone that was friends with old Uncle Epstein before he <laughs> bit the bullet. So it, it's, anywho. But yeah, no, I, I mean, one of the big things that I'm hearing a lot of people talk about is when um, Antonio played for the Steelers, he had taken a gnarly hit uh versus the cincinnati yeah. Bengals against Fontes purposes yep. i think is yep. his name and so there's a lot of people that are like throwing around the term like ever since that hit antonio brown's not been the same now i know a lot of people that have had concussions and we know that like it not necessarily um a concussion is necessarily going to cause a huge personality change in you however there was one thing i do know an individual i'm not going to say this individual's name um here but it's someone we all we all know who had a pretty traumatic brain injury uh back travis when we were still in high school um who was hospitalized uh legitimately in a coma for a couple of days and when they came out of that coma um had different personality traits than than they had already had so it's not crazy to think that serious head trauma can cause different things that the the biggest issue that i have especially with with the antonio brown situation is very clearly um there there seems to be some kind of um and i and i i I don't want to you know speak like i'm just guessing but what it seems like it seems that there might be some kind of mental health issue going on and unfortunately um you know it doesn't seem that antonio brown is going to seek help for that if that is the issue or maybe he's just doing his own thing we 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 don't know um so i and i'm not going to try to speak and say like hey yep this is this is the clear thing and so you know i'm not a i'm not a doctor i'm not here to diagnose mm-hmm. uh, an individual with something that I, I you know i don't know what's wrong but it could be a plethora of things but, you know, when there are so many people that are quick to say, uh, you know, he's just a diva, he's doing this, he's doing that, man, 
we we don't know, you know, at the end of the day, uh, one of the best football players to ever do it, one of the best wide receivers to ever do it. So for for the last couple of years to kind of see how it's gone downhill is um, is actually kind of sad. But do you think uh, as we as so do you are you do you think I mean, a lot of and what you just said, though, is a lot of sources have been talking about CTE, though, and have said that it is, you know, but yet I and one of our listeners just said, you know, that he knew that he had problems in college too. just reading about stuff. He knew that he needed he had problems in college. I mm-hmm. uh, when and Sean, you're you're a big NFL guy. I mean, do you think that how, what is do you think that the NFL has really really takes care of their players as far as I mean we know everything about what Stan Kroenke and all those guys are in it for the money but when you look down at the individual players and stuff like I remember back to people like Junior Seau for the Chargers um, I'm trying to think of some other guys who had you know and and as far as brain trauma and then these guys and we've had you and I've had countless discussions about guys who are in trouble especially with the Kansas City Chiefs those guys who are in trouble with the law and i mean at what point is is the NFL going to address player professionality professionality whatever you want to talk professionalism when it, when it, when is the NFL going to address player professionalism here's how you act here's what you know get rid of your guns don't be a moron don't be a thug and i'm not saying that to be racist i'm saying white guys are doing it too black guys i mean stop you know stop you know rob gronkowski during season don't go to wild parties in vegas and don't you know i mean when are they going to address this i i don't think it's ever going to be addressed and i know you know i'll be honest i don't think it should um you know where the where the issues with the NFL lie, um, their players' union struggles. Um, their their players' union struggles big time. If you look at some of these deals that get worked around uh, the last couple of years, they've they've been for the benefit of the owners. I mean, I mean they're not in the benefit of the players. Um, adding the extra game, players not getting paid. You know, unless they're making you know suiting up that day making certain marks it's the nflpa as a union has had has had trouble for a a while now um when it comes to battling against the owners one of the big things is when you look at the nfl i love and this is any sport in general but sports what's so important about sports is that they are one of the biggest multicultural melting pots that we see and we see it nationally aired we see it you know televised on air you know, um, here's the thing. We, we know that anybody can be talented at sports. Anyone can have the grit to, you know, it takes a certain level of talent and ability to make it in professional sports, to make it to the highest level. From there, you know, I, I don't think it's the NFL's job to say, hey, this is how you need to act. Like we're in high school, right? When when we went and played basketball games, what do we have to do? But we had to dress up in suits and we had to sh- – or not suits, but we had to put a, a tie on. Remember, that, Travis, you know, during high school basketball, you know, if you try to if you try to tell an adult that, like they – there's a lot of people that, you know, that talk about this because let's say on the in an NFL team, you've got 21-year-olds – mixed in with people that are in their mid thirties who have families, who have children. And then, you know, you have the young people that are wanting to go to clubs and, and do the party scene because they have money, they have fame, they're in great shape. So they've never experienced it before. That is, you know, it is up to the coaches to say, Hey, like during this time, right. It's, it's during this time is where we need to be squared and, and we need to, we need to be squared away. But at the end of the day, you know, people are going to make mistakes. And so that's why here's the thing is I don't I don't think there needs to be any kind of reform. I don't think there needs to be any kind of revamped professionalism because we don't you know, there's a lot of jobs out there um, where what you do in your own time is what you do in your own time. And so it's it's no different. I mean, the NFL is a business. And for some of those individuals how they are, how they act like Rob Gronkowski being the, the big party doofus that he was, that's how he made money. And 
why he didn't spend a penny of his NFL contracts. He made he was spending money that he made off endorsements, that he made off sponsorship deals by being Rob Gronkowski. You know, um, there's individuals that create their own brands that you know they they are working on uh, building. Other players that you know sign deals with different companies, like Aaron Rodgers back in the day signed like a sixty million dollar Adidas deal to exclusively wear Adidas. Right. You know. But then, you, you know, you, you talk about, you know, think of like a crazy major, you know, over the top um, example of this is like guys like Aaron Hernandez. You know, it didn't matter what level of success they were for them. They were already engulfed in gang life so deeply. It didn't matter that they were making millions. It didn't matter that they had moved states away. They're still committing murders for their gang. You got guys like, was it... Um, not rugs was the individual he had the car accident there was a player that same week i can't remember his name from the raiders that went live on instagram with a gun talking about how he was like pull up and i'll kill you pull up and i'll kill you going going crazy and he was suspended kicked off the team so you know it's not the job of the nfl to police players and tell players how to act they are adults and so I'll, I'll i'll respectfully disagree with a couple of things there because i i see where you're coming from one of the things that one of the before i say this though i want to say something else this is nothing new in the nfl um when i was growing up uh i i barely my brothers loved uh joe namath and for those of you mm-hmm. don't know joe namath played i believe it was for the jets uh broadway joe and they, you know, Joe Namath was a stud quarterback. The man could do, but he had a party lifestyle. I mean, he always had a woman on each arm wearing the full length fur coat. I mean, he, and he strutted his stuff out where he was at. I mean, you know, I, I understand that, you know, and I, I understand the, the, uh, you know, people who make a name for themselves outside of football, but are football players. Colin Kaepernick, um, you know, Randy Moss, Deion Sanders, these guys who, who are bigger than life characters. And, but I also believe though, that, you know, when you represent an organization and I know I'm comparing apples and oranges here, but when you represent any business and of course it's, it's different for what you do because these guys are entertainers. They're supposed to be eccentric, I guess. But if you, if you represent my club, if you represent my organization, if I'm, if I'm a coach or if I'm even an owner, I'm sending a memo down to my coach, keep these guys in line because this is our, you know, because there's always going to be that, you know, etch mark on, on, the, on the Raiders, on the Buccaneers, on, you know, Tan- or Pittsburgh was the only place where he had a relatively somewhat, you know, normal career. Hats off to that coach for dealing with him for seven years. Okay. But I believe that if you represent an or and you're right, it may not be the NFL, but I think it's up to the teams. And, you know, if you're going to get a coach, you need to get a coach. And a coach, to me, a coach is someone who, who commands and gives respect, you know, and... I think some of these NFL coaches, you know, I heard this morning when they were talking about Bruce Arians, they said, you know, whenever Tom Brady came to town, he his first order of business was to emasculate Bruce Arians, the head coach of the Buccaneers, you know, that that Tom Brady runs, you know, the, the locker room, not Bruce Arians. And it's stuff like that that really rubs me the wrong way because I, I, I am old school. I am a guy who, you know, you respect authority, especially if those people who are over you in a – even if you make – more money, and I've, I'm sure sports is probably one of these few instances where it works, where you make more money than the boss, you still respect the guy who has placed an authority over you. That's just that's just my thoughts on that. You know, I, I think a lot of it, you know, it could boil down to the owners. But again, with the NFL being a business, like if you're an owner and you're worried about putting butts in seats and winning football games, I mean, I, I, you know, I'll use the, the Chiefs, for example, um, with Andy Reid, one of the best coaches that can get individuals to buy into what the Chiefs He still can't keep are. control of his guys off the field. 
Well, for well, here's the thing. A lot of the the players that he has brought in were scumbags who are still scumbags, but at least they're not scumbags getting in trouble. So credit to where credit's due. You know, the Hunt family takes the risk on bringing in these players, but because of the the respect that guys like Andy Reid command, these are individuals that are not necessarily getting in trouble anymore, okay? Whereas you have other players or other teams that might have individuals that are, you know, doing things to get in trouble, maybe because, you know, they're like, look at, look at Jacksonville. How do you expect, how do you expect <laughs> any player on that team to follow any kind of rule, to hold any kind of standard when their coach is finger blasting chicks at a bar? Yep. It, you know, it doesn't, it, there's, there's, there's That's levels to it. So That's a good point. But, uh, so, I mean, we know that personality sells. Look at guys like Tyson. Look at guys like Mayweather. Look at guys like McGregor. The the biggest names in the in blockbusters Put were some, some the of the most wild personalities. <laughs> I mean, Travis, what, what, what's, what's your two cents? I know that, you know, you're not necessarily big in the NFL, but when it comes to, the personality uh, and and levels of professionalism amongst professional athletes. What uh, what's what's your take? I mean, yeah, I'm not big in NFL. I'm more of like a boxing UFC guy, but it applies to the UFC as well. I mean, the characters sell these fights. I mean, it's their personality and this they create this lighter than larger than life image. But you know, also their actions outside of the UFC can affect the image of the UFC. I mean, look at John Jones. I mean, the guy tested positive for steroids like four different times, uh, did like a hit and run and uh, got in trouble for that. He was recently in, I think it was Las Vegas and there was like a domestic violence issue with him and his wife while the kids were there. Like it's, it, it paints a bad image on the organization and it makes you wonder, you know, when is the organization going to start, holding these fighters and or athletes in general when is your organization whatever sport it is going to hold their athletes accountable for their actions and the truth the fact in my opinion as long as these fighters or or athletes are still selling and the organization's making the money i, I don't think Travis, don't, you, don't like, you think though that dana white is licking his chops every i mean wasn't there a time though and correct me if i'm wrong on this travis did didn't when Conor McGregor, I forgot what fighter it was, and he stormed a guy's bus or they got in a fight, didn't he say that Conor McGregor's no longer, I mean, that's been, heck, five, ten years ago. I mean, didn't that, didn't he at one time say, we don't want Conor McGregor or his, didn't he make some kind of statement to that effect? Yeah, he basically said, like, Conor's on his own with this kind of thing. Isn't that right, Sean? Like, when he got in legal trouble for, like, destroying that bus in New York, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the last thing that Dana White would ever say is we're done with Connor and his antics because that would be, death you know, that'd be a death sentence to the UFC at the time. Um, <clears throat> but no, I, it was essentially like, hey, this is not, you know, we're not building this as a promo. It's despicable acts and he needs to pay for his actions, you know. So, I mean, look at it's the unfortunate truth of what you got, Travis. I was just going to add to that. I was—I don't know if you heard, I was talking about the John Jones situation, how yes, he yeah. does all this stuff, but like he still sells. Comes back. Like, yeah. yeah. And I, go I, ahead, you know, continue on with your point. Well, what I was going to say is it's any business. Look at look at the entertainment industry when it comes to, you know, it's, it's kind of weird because television, I would say, is a little bit different because um, when people have antics, like I'm going to use uh, the music industry for example. Look at guys like Six Nine, okay? Mm-hmm. Guys who have a rap sheet for uh, being a scumbag continues to be a scumbag, and then makes stays a Billboard top artist is making insane amounts of money from a record label, not even as an independent artist, from a record label that is paying him. Um, so. It's weird. It's it's weird what people decide. Again, it, it boils down to money. Look at when when all this kind of stuff was going on. Look at like the situation that Nicki Minaj was in, where you know she's married to a who should have registered as a sex, sex offender. Yes, 
and then goes on and then it comes out that her and her husband are online threatening a one of the victims of her husband and yet she's still one of the continues to be one of the top selling female artists in the world so you got to make it make sense i mean it, at the end of the day when money is involved and and again this is just how the world has worked look at all the scumbags look at guys like epstein when money's involved no one cares okay and it doesn't matter if it's just like antics like getting drunk and being rowdy or if it's something extremely serious like sexual assault and and other scumbag work like that when there's big dollars involved um money money makes the world go round and unfortunately that's you know that's that's the world that that's we live in for now and and i don't see it you know that's been a theme throughout well, the history of humanity. Let's, uh, since you mentioned that sean let's let's make that let's make that transition over and talk you mentioned the old jeffrey and this week the or last <laughs> week Jeff. yeah what was i already raised uh Galeen or maxwell yeah and and it looks like I'm not going to say what the guys thought of how it was pronounced, but you know, this lady is, this was, <laughs> there we go. I think it's good. Just line. Yes. Yeah. This, now, and I, you know, I, I, that's probably what the old nickname was. <laughs> so, God. There we go. Yeah. But how this woman was a, she was found guilty on four, I believe it was four different, uh, or I thought of, Five or Four, six. Well, one of them didn't. Let me bring that back up again with the the. Yeah. Um, was so she was, and she was actually an ex girlfriend of Jeffrey Epstein. They were a couple time. Yeah. So six counts uh, that were against her. She was found guilty on five conspiracy to entice minors to travel to engage in illegal sex acts. Um, that was count one. Count two. Uh, conspiracy to transport minors with intent to engage in criminal sexual activity, can, uh, count for transportation of a minor with intent to engage in sex, and then sex traffic conspiracy. The one that they did not get the conviction on was count six, which was sex trafficking of children uh, by force, fraud, or coercion. And so, the if you want to read, I think one of the most disturbing. We we all we have. I I, I was probably the king of the Epstein memes when the whole thing, when he committed suicide in prison, but mm -hmm. just reading about, and I had, you know, we had a, a work day at school and I had a few minutes this afternoon. I just was diving into some of the reading about just the, the, the uh, four women who tested, they only had four women who testified at the trial and that was enough. Um, and three of them were under, there was only one woman who went by her full name and she has told her story and how she was, you know, this Maxwell uh, basically and said, hey, you know, I mean, she would, she would groom these girls from basically, I mean, these weren't girls who were down and outers. These were girls whose parents were part of, you know, money circles, powerful people. And hey, your daughter and there's a lot of different things that make me sick about this. Number one, the parents, where are the parents at in all of this? Are the parents looking no, nowhere have I've read about, okay, did the parents look the other way? Was this done behind the parents back? Was this done with the parents consent? And, you know, and then that, you know, she would coach these girls and the, the one girl who testified said, you know, Hey, you know, she, you know, she patted my breast and pat my butt she said, Oh, Jeff will love you. And this is what you do. I mean, it just so much, disturbing things going on with this yeah it's uh i was yeah. reading through that article while you were talking too and you know i think we know what happens next she's found guilty so now that she's been found guilty it's going to be another suicide right well no I, and, and that's the thing that i, I i'm kind of wondering about too travis is that she would she didn't testify at her own trial and that was something interesting that she had brought up and this was probably the wisest move on her part she did not testify because she said she didn't believe that the state proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that she was guilty of these crimes 
what I find interesting is that they're already, obviously, they're already going to plan appeals because they, you know, their grounds are going to be the state didn't prove their, um, you know, their point that they, that the beyond a shadow of a doubt. But the, she also brought out a point that the, that she was so, everything was so skewed against her because Jeffrey Epstein's dead. Her connection, you know, her connection, she was, she was, she, she dated Jeffrey Epstein for a number of years and then she was her, Jeff Epstein in an article in, I believe it was Esquire back in 2005, called her, called her, her be- his best friend. So, I mean, this woman was obviously was in tight with, 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 uh, Jeffrey Epstein and no pun intended, but the, that there was, you know, so many, you know, and you look at the people who are tied and that's the other thing that I went to with this, all the people who are tied in with Epstein, Epstein's what they call his little black book. And this was his book of contents. This was what was submitted into, you know, for trial, never went to trial, but was submitted as evidence. Who are, I mean, just, and I, I looked this up. Some of the people who are in his little black book, the Trump family, the Kennedys, Andrew, uh, no joke, no, no surprise, Andrew Como, governor, former governor of New York, uh, Michael Bloomberg, former mayor of New York, David Blaine, magician David Blaine. Street magician David Blaine, that guy, mm-hmm. okay. Alec Baldwin, Chris Tucker, okay. If you know, if you guys remember all the Rush Hour movies, Chris Tucker, uh, Courtney Love, mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, Rolf, uh, you know, Phil Collins, the drummer uh, for Genesis, uh, Dustin Hoffman, Elizabeth Hurley, Mick Jagger, uh, Tom Ford. Uh, Tony Blair, former prime minister of England, Tony Blair, uh, Richard Branson, the guy who's the head of Virgin Atlantic, uh, again, no pun intended, Jimmy Buffett, uh, Naomi Campbell. I mean, and the list goes on and on and on. And there was, there's a lot of people who's like, you know, there's no, you shouldn't be surprised. And then one of my, one of my favorite, and I remember this, and Janine was showing me this, this was on, uh, was the Golden Globes three, four years ago, the last time that Jimmy or Ricky Gervais uh, hosted the Golden Globe Awards, and he flat out roasted every, this is when Epstein stuff was coming into, you know, was coming into view. And, I mean, he was roasting these people about, you know, you guys are perverts. You guys are, you know, and... And some of the things that you you see coming out of this, uh, to after Jeffrey Epstein's death, and again I credit my wife with a lot of this research because she researches everything that piques her interest, and this case piqued her interest, and she said, you know, that Tom Hanks, after Jeffrey Epstein's death, moved and now lives in Greece. He he and his wife live in Greece, and. You know, when you look at some of these accounts, people, you know, talk about these great big parties that Jeffrey Epstein would throw and that and uh, this Galene Maxwell, uh, she arranged for all of the quote unquote entertainment for these parties. And a lot of the times it was underage girls. And it's I mean, and it was it was, you know, high end money girls that. Hey, hush, hush, and to me, it, top to bottom, this whole thing just sickens me to no end that this that this happened, or was allowed to happen. I mean, I mean, is that, if, if you, did you guys see that documentary that was on Netflix? I think like a year ago about this whole Epstein case. No, tell me about that. Oh, oh yeah, it's it's on Netflix. I can't remember the name of it now, but um, I mean, they have been on that case for a while i mean it had been such an ongoing case that just kept getting dropped or like some higher up official would come in and just like try to make it disappear like there was like this wasn't like something that just came up out of nowhere it had been getting like dug away for such a long time and it's what i want to know my biggest question is focuses on the maxwell case right now what is being done about the people that were on these flight logs and in this black book? Like, it's, is it's there any that. accountability or maybe not accountability? Cause I get, you know, innocent until proven guilty, but 
is there any questioning that's being done? Like, are authorities even talking to these people and gathering evidence on this? Is there even an attempt? By like, the way, the name of that was Jeffy, Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich. Yep, that's what it was. It, if you haven't watched it, you, you need, need to watch it. To. It's really, really uh, disturbing. <clears throat> well, I mean, people don't think that this is... And here's here's the here's the scary thing. People don't think that... This is all oh, that's just a big this is this is stuff that happens in Missouri, in Illinois, um, local towns. Sex trafficking is a real deal. If you get a if you get and I mean, I know of kids from the past who I've had in the past. And obviously I can't talk, but I mean, who have been pulled out of the sex trade and have been put into schools and foster. I mean, it's such a terrible thing that these that people are you're basically saying we're going to sell we're going to we're we're going to sell our kids into sex slavery and it's, it's absolutely crazy well and that's you know as a as a father here's the thing as a father i mean i'm i'm ready to take out a you know a, a a corked bat and take it to anybody's head who even tries to touch my daughter, talk to my daughter or my son in the wrong way. What's bad about this whole thing is like you said, what's, what's being, what's being done? What's being, you know, and I think one of the things that I read was, it was like, okay, it's up to these individual people. If they want to press charges, they can, they're free now to do, uh, lawsuits against the Maxwell estate and by the way she comes from her I forgot what nationality her father was but her father was a big time publisher back in the 70s and the 80s who by the way had questionable relationships and was under the spotlight for a while I mean passed down from father to daughter so what I don't just a British yeah, so her dad, I, I forgot what her dad, her dad was French or something. I forgot what it was. Yeah. But she is, you know, in, you, the thing that the smoking gun always, literally the smoking gun with Jeffrey Epstein obviously was, you know, the Clintons. That the Clintons were in the little black book, you know, and for whatever reason and you know you look at i remember looking at you know the autopsies and then you saw the counter autopsies of people saying look this guy did not hang himself he was you know he was hushed up and i i for me this is where i i kind of you know people sometimes and we joke on here about porn and stuff like that and you know there is some people who, you know, they they have an addiction problem, just like addiction to drugs or an addiction to, you know, if you're going to do stuff in moderation, fine. I'm not, I don't condone that kind of stuff. But to me, it goes, you know, it feels, so, and there's some people who are so debased in their mind that it takes it to a new level. And I think that they have to experience something more, just like any addict does. You know, you say, an addict, you know, starts out, maybe starts out with cocaine and then goes to meth and then goes to heroin and then goes, if they're still alive, they'll go to something else, you know, for somebody, you know, and, and for some people, you know, like myself, I don't, I don't drink alcohol. I've never drank alcohol for the fact that I know that my ancestors, my great, great grandfather Killed the guy in the bar. We we have a notion. My great grandfather on my dad's side was raging alcoholic. We have the genes for it. So what do I do? I stay away from alcohol, not because it's just my own personal belief, but I've heard the horror stories of where that addiction has led to in my family line. Okay, and so for some people, I think the the you know when you look at you know and pornography for some people is just a form of releasing what, you know, releasing stress, releasing tension, fulfilling fantasies, whatever. But there's some people who are like the, you know, start out, maybe start out as just, okay, 
pot isn't doing it for me anymore. That's why sometimes some people call pot a doorway drug. I I think pot is just like alcohol to me. That's I keep that in the same. But there are some people say, okay, alcohol and pot don't do it for me. So what do I have to do? I've got to step it up a notch to the next level. Okay. So what is it? So for somebody says, okay, well I'm going to go to Pornhub or whatever. I'm going to watch, you know, Pornhub. It's completely pointless or completely harmless. There's nobody. And then you go to the next level. Well, that's not doing it for me anymore. Okay. But there's some people who can keep it within reason and whatever. But again, here's another addiction that I, I have to stay away from. I have to stay away from because it's, it can be the devil's playground with idle minds. And so it can go to the next level. And I'm not saying but I look at, you know, Jeffrey Epstein, when you read his story, the guy was a sex addict and he would have three and four teenage girls a day, a day. And that, and, and people in places of power, everybody in that black book knew about it and did nothing. And or were involved in it. Or were involved in it. Hey, man. And that, some eyewitnesses said they were involved. In oh, yeah. That, hence why. That's in that Trump, documentary, too. Yeah. There's a lot of people that spoke out about it. I, 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 I don't know. Sean, you've been strangely silent on this one. What do you think? I don't know if you can hear it. You're muted. Sean, you're muted, I think. <laughs> there he is. There you go. Was, yeah. Yeah. It, it really just boils down to there's a lot of really powerful that clearly are in the wrong. And I, I think that they're just kind of trying to route to their death um, to take this with them to the grave. Like, look at Prince Andrew. Oh, and that was what the other one. Yeah. Seems like yep. they're, you know, he he seems like he was one of the real big scumbags. And the royal family trying to do everything they can. You know, I'm surprised that the queen, you know, hasn't dropped. And Betty was well, he the one that because they literally had the, the picture of yeah, him with I'll, that girl. I'll get, I'll get that real quick. Keep on talking, Sean. I'll get that Sorry. real quick. Yeah. Uh, again, it's like Bill Clinton. You know that apparently in in the 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 Jelaine case. Something maybe I'm wrong. Don't quote me, but it was like 19, 17 mud flights. Yes, um, yeah, you're right. To you know, Uncle Jeff's Uncle Jeff's house with a we got cousin Bill with him, and so you know that was uh, you know former president of the United States that we don't know how many times. One of the weird things about the logs, um, at least from what I've seen, is like uh, guys like Trump allegedly were on there in like 94, 95. I, is you know, the last thing that I had seen from uh, Reuters or Rudders, whatever that website mm-hmm. is. So, you know, th- this kind of stuff dates back a long time. Unfortunately, seems like there's going to be a lot of individuals we're not going to have that super hard evidence on. Again, these people with money were probably um, smart, probably got more people to sign non-disclosure agreements than you could even imagine. And then the fear for a lot of yeah. people that haven't spoken out because of what they might think those non-disclosure, uh, those non-disclosures might, and you know, and here's the, here's that, might here's, um, the, here's that, here's that image right there for people who are viewing. So this is Prince Andrew. And this is actually one of the girls who testified in the trial. I think it was the girl who, and what's, What's really, uh, I don't know if I'm, uh, it is awkward. I mean, in the photo here, you see uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. She's standing right there in the photo. And this was, you know, they said that, it, you know, these happened at various locations at the parties they would have. I, it was one place out in the Caribbean. I can't remember where place it was in the Caribbean, but they had places also in the uh, in in New York and like out in the Hamptons and stuff like that. And so, you know, and by the way, Prince Andrew went on record this week as saying, you know, that photo that was used and I don't remember such and such. Well, okay, but I'm sorry. The photo places you there. You were there. Sorry, Slick. You're, you know, a douchebag and a dirtbag for, you know, being with a teenage girl that probably shortly after that, after that scene, you probably had sex with her. So, I mean, congratulations, douchebag, you know. 
there was a and that the documentary shows that when they first presented like that picture to him and like question like that when the media got a hold of it and started questioning about it i think you could probably find it on youtube like if you look at his body language he is so uncomfortable like he is like and he's just like i mean like mm. i don't know who that is like it was you could clearly tell he's lying and well the yeah. the damning evidence is that glenn maxwell is in the picture yeah like she's in she's in the <laughs> she's standing i mean look she she's standing right by she's standing right there in the background i mean look it's like oh hey look here they are here's the lovely couple before they go off and but i mean crazy what is um <laughs> Who is the celebrity right now who is big on targeting the sex trafficking? And there's a, he's, uh, Ashton, Ashton Kutcher. Yep. Ashton Kutcher, who has, by the way, went to Congress and testified many times. And this guy is an outspoken advocate against sex trafficking. And he basically has said, and some of the stuff that I've read and, and watched, he's just like, you know, how dare you people in this room stand by and let stuff like this happen? Now, taken out of context, I could say, hey, some of you perverts are sitting up there on this panel, okay? And, but, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Am I, did I go too far? Am I, am, I, am I assuming too much in this addiction thing? Or, I mean, how does, I mean, how could you imagine somebody getting to that point of saying, I need a young lady who will fulfill, fulfill my desires or a young man that, you know, my age won't work and I've got to, you know, I mean, what causes a person to say, I'm going to get to this point where I have to have this. I mean, that's just a slippery slope of addiction. I mean, you start out doing stuff at parties and then eventually you wake up and you're doing it every single day just to, feel okay you know it's that's just the nature of addiction not to say one's better than the other they're all terrible but this one's well obviously sickening and uh yeah to think that this is there's just i'm just really disappointed that there hasn't been more of a push for accountability with this whole thing it's like they're just trying they don't really talk about it i mean it's like one of the last things you hear about in the news all the time. This should be on headlines every well, day. You'd think that something like this would be bigger than COVID. Oh, you think? I mean, this is crazy. People like this People like this love the fact, and this Maxwell thing has already become second-page news. Yeah. It's already become second-page news, and, and I think this is the way that celebrities want it to be. They want it to be second page news below the butt you know way down below the fold and say hey we're this is an issue that oh you know because everybody knows somebody who knows somebody who did something to somebody or saw somebody and i don't i i'm like you you know you had people who came out you know when harvey weinstein who headed obviously headed the weinstein group and was a successful Hollywood producer who made who has made a lot of good movies. I, I hate to say, but has been involved in a lot of good movies. And when you that is putting it like even lightly, it is weird to find out the amount of involvement that the Weinstein Company has had in the history well, of Hollywood. It's deep. It it's is deep. insane. That yeah. was that was one thing that Janine had watched. Uh, Sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. I, Janine, like I said, she when she was researching that, I forgot when she, but she researched this, um, and she she's like, "Do you know that such an?" And I mean, she gave me this list of people who were connected with Weinstein, even. And by the way, Weinstein winds all the way back to guess who? Jeffrey Epstein. These guys. I mean, it is a sick, tangled web. And yet we let these people be influencers in society. These are the people who are lecturing us about socialism. These are the people who are lecturing us about, you know, you know, what's what's right and what's pure and what's good and what's bad and how these people are terrible and how I'm like, you know, and here's the thing. None of us. I, none of us have the right to say that we are right and just and 
anything because we all have we all have something and, and for some people it's it, it may be a little bit darker than others but we need to call it out and call it what it is when something like this when some when some kind of travesty happens like this you got to call it out you know i mean i i think back and i just uh, historical reference historical reference um 19 early 1800s 1900s when the uh when industry was starting to really boom second industrial revolution and you have these meat packing plants that will do anything they can to cut corners and to cut you know and all anything it goes into meat and you don't want to know what goes into your into your steak or your canned meat or whatever and then along comes a guy with a, a set of cojones big enough to say you know, upton sinclair who says hey here's what's going on and things were changed what's different with this situation is though you've had so many whistleblowers and there's so many people who have partaken and who have had their hands in the proverbial and literal cookie jar and you know i mean who knows i mean it it, I'm sure it still goes on within Hollywood circles today. Oh, I mean, after seeing this and seeing names on the list and how big this network is, I mean, I don't think we've even scratched the surface of this. I mean, if you look at the number of like the number of like they, the estimated number of kids that are like taken for sex trafficking every single day. I forget what the number actually is, but I remember it being something absolutely ridiculous. And you wouldn't think a place like the United States would have it that bad, but it's absolutely terrifying. It's scary. I mean, I can only imagine being a parent and knowing statistics like that. Like, it's human. Okay. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. I'm looking up uh, human rights. Uh, Some ridiculous number. Yeah. So. Um, God. I mean, anything more than worldwide, one is unacceptable. Worldwide, last year, twenty-four. No, I'm sorry, 2017, twenty-four point nine million worldwide. Jeez. Twenty. <laughs> that's just. <laughs> that's that's almost a tenth of the United. Uh, that's almost one D. Yeah, one tenth of the or over a tenth. Twenty. That's almost twenty uh, percent of the world of the U.S. population. So yeah, this goes way beyond Hollywood. This is obviously a world problem. I would even say a world pandemic in its own. Well, and, I mean, this and, is this is crazy. And that's the thing that gets me is like, like people act like it's in, on Earth. They're like oh, you, you know, oh, these names that are that are coming out. But like, look, look around, look at the world where. Other nations, and, and it's not even just like just trafficking, but look how other people are treated in other reaches of the world, okay? Look at like, you know, in some of those um, areas, like, like so one of our movies of all time, Travis, Blood Diamond, okay? Look at areas like that, how people are still taken into slavery, okay? To this day, slaves still exist. And so when people get so surprise like it 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 it's frustrating or when you look at like so when you're like okay oh how could all these how could all these elitists get away with all this kind of stuff okay well look at it this way those elite whether it be hollywood whether it be political and and political it doesn't even remotely because look look at it this way and i might get a lot of flack for this but what are some of the and again it's a stereotype because it's true Look at when it comes to college, right? What organizations are kind of deemed as the the sketchy ones you want to stay away from if you're if you're a young lady? What organizations at a university? Sororities. They might host yeah. parties. Parties. Fraternities, right? Yeah, fraternities and Greek sorority. life. Yeah. Greek life. So think of fraternity, right? And and think of when a it's a stereotype too. Whenever like we watch like Greek movies about some of the weird parties they throw, or some of the weird like initiation stuff that do to the that they do to like their incoming freshmen and that kind of stuff, right? 
So weird then, shit, okay, man. those are the kind of individuals. Yes, but again, those are the kind of individuals who use their connections through Greek life to obtain political office, right? To do the networking, to land large jobs. So then say like for four, again, this is a hypothetical, but let's say it's one of those extreme case um, Greek life at some ridiculous university where, you know, behind closed doors, they've been shoving hot dogs up incoming freshmen's ass for, you know, generations, right? Just hypothetically say, what makes you think that an individual that might do that, you know, it happens to them their freshman year, and then they go on for three years to do it to all the incoming freshmen, and now they're a businessman, now they're making money, now they're, you know, in in networking with these elitists. What makes you think that they did, they did that kind of behavior just stops? No, it why would it just cold? They're, so they're talking I'm... now. That's why there's. I wide shut parties. That's why our, oh. there's all this kind of crap that people act so surprised on. It's like, hey, it's happened. And then go back in back in history. Look at look at the socialites of 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 the Greeks, the Romans. The Romans were terrible. Hell, even it just it it has always, always been that way. And now because of technology, we we are and the voices that we have finally, you know are paying the price and fully hopefully we continue to make strides to put it into it but, you know the ashton kutcher thing's tough because i really like ashton kutcher i like a lot what he's doing but look at who look at who his best friend is danny masterson yeah look at what he's oh, done God, look yeah. at what he's been accused of yeah. and it's it's just it's 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 tough it's tough to figure out who you can trust and 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 you know who's who so, your eyes really So are. let this number sink into you for a second, gentlemen. According to Human Trafficking Institute, 2020, $99 billion U.S. dollars were generated in profit from the sex trade, sex trafficking trade. $99 billion. Hang on. We're profited? We're, it's, it's, it is also one of the world's largest criminal enterprises that generates $99 billion in profit. I just read that directly from this, from what I have right here. Did they report it to the IRS? Oh, God. Oh, I hope so. yeah, That's a real yeah. thing, people, by the way. Yeah, by if the you... way, I, 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 I didn't have time to bring up the screen. We'll, we'll, we can close that with this real quick. But uh, so if you have not read or it has uh, this, obviously with the new year, the 2021 tax code has been made public. Um, and if you have not read it, uh, it is it's only a course, 140 pages long, but I'd heard this and I looked this up and I sent it to the guys today. Let me just read three things. I, I would show this to you, but it, it talks about income that you need to report. Okay. Uh, item number one, this is in, uh, this is on, uh, page 60, uh, it's page 72, 72. Stolen property. If you steal property, you must report its fair market value in your income in the year you steal it, unless you return it to its rightful owner in the same year. Great. Um, another one that I found here. Let's see the other one. Uh, illegal activities. Income from illegal activities, such as money from dealing illegal drugs, must be included in your income on Schedule 1, Form 1040, Line 8Z, or on Schedule C, Form 1040, if it... <laughs> If from your self-employment activity. And then, of course, the last one that I found right before we went on the air tonight. Bribes. If you receive a bribe included in your income. Fan-freaking-tastic. Pay your government. Pay Uncle Sam. Oh, man. And you might. You just might get a $1,400 check this year. If you're lucky, you'll... Hey. Yeah, one one hope. Keep paying your taxes. Let's do it the old the old Pike County way and <laughs> have more kids this year, and that's more money back on taxes. Yeah. So, more yeah. kids to marry. Well, gentlemen, I I enjoyed our conversation, folks. I know we ran a little bit late, but we do appreciate for those of you guys that have stuck behind and listened to us, and then for those of you guys that are going to listen on your drive, your lunch break, um, wherever it is you guys choose to give us a listen. Uh, we definitely do appreciate it. Again, this week was kind of a 
bit all over the place with things that was going on in the get to Betty White. So hopefully Didn't even get to Betty White. We got to rope back in. Didn't even get to Betty hey, White. Hey, we'll, we'll talk about just, it. Just you know, like her, we'll we'll let it we'll let it ride quite a while longer. Yeah, because trust me, when it comes to to Betty White, um, I'd love to do a little research to pay her better, oh, better homage. Yeah. Um, but so. gentlemen, uh, I had a great conversation. I hope the both of you guys have a. Uh, a great rest of your yeah, week. Yeah. Is there anything you guys would like to throw to our listeners before we sign off for the evening? We are uh, one last thing, and I'll try not to take too long on this. One thing I shared with Sean last yeah. week. Um, no, 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 no. You're we good. we want to, um, we want to put a goal. Right now, we are at. I believe we have twenty five subs. YouTube is our kind of where our low end. We pick a lot up off us. Uh, like I said, Spotify. Spotify is pretty Spotify and Apple Podcasts is pretty much our big our big players where we get. And uh, I will mention this and then I'll show it to Sean Travis later. We did have a Russian commenter tonight. And I am not making that up. We had a Russian hey, so hey, Danya to our friend in Russia, whoever you were. I did not understand what you commented, but thank you for commenting. Um, but we we would like, and we're going to push this in the coming weeks, um, and Sean says it all the time, but we would ask to in, invite you to share us. And I know Sean says that all the time. We have a goal. We're not going to, I don't want to share the number right now on YouTube, but we have, Sean and I, and I'll share it with Travis later on, but I looked up our, to get us to where we need to be. And I'm entering this into a program with this episode on to Spotify for monetization on Spotify. It's not all about monetization, but it also gets us pushed out there more. And we would like for you to share, share, share. Um, I'm going to be putting a po- post out uh, on my own personal Facebook this week. Mm-hmm. We ask that you share. You may not listen every week. That's okay. You don't have to listen every week because some weeks are more exciting and some weeks are more boring. And sometimes we have really great guests and sometimes you know so we are asking please 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 share 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 um when you know we're getting we're closing in we're right at 500 likes it follows on our facebook page thank you for that um but we need tons of more follow followers we are on instagram we have an instagram account we have a uh, Twitter account. We have a the YouTube account. So please, please follow, follow, share, share, share. Uh, everything he just said. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we appreciate all you guys. Uh, we got some good content coming next week. I was going to share one thing, but I'm going to save it for next week. It's golden. Uh, and yeah, looking forward to talking with you guys. Okay. We'll see you all next week. Absolutely, like an R. Kelly shower. Uh, again, everyone, <laughs> please shower. make sure you check us out right here on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Podcast, Podcast, Podbean, wherever you guys do your podcast listening. Again, I will reiterate it. Beat it like a dead horse from Michael Jackson's song. Please give us a like, give a share, tell a friend, be a friend, uh, all that good stuff. So. Yeesh. Again, from the bottom of our hearts, 2020, 2022 is going to be a big year for us. And a lot of that just depends on the support that we get from our fans and our listeners. So, again, thank you all much. And I can't wait to speak to you guys. See you.